podcast that introduces you to registered, clinical, and certified aromatherapists around the world. I'm your host, Melissa. I'm a holistic life coach and a registered aromatherapist. Join me every other week as we chat with aromatherapists and hear about their aromatic journeys and how they use essential oils in their lives and in their businesses. Hey friends, welcome to podcast episode number 15, Aromatic Chat with Sharon Mayberry. Sharon is the owner of Rock Rose Apothecary, and she's studied under some pretty amazing people. She's a certified clinical aromatherapist, and I cannot wait to get this chat started. I love your office space. Thank you. I like it too. It's my happiest place here. Very nice. Are you in an office building or is this in your home? Um, I'm in an office building. So I work with a doctor and so she's a DO and then she has a little wellness center. So she's amazing. You know, she recognizes that there are times, of course, when pharmaceuticals are necessary, but she has wellness practitioners who offer things like hypnotherapy and massage and aromatherapy. So it's great. That's amazing. How how did you find that or how did she find you? Because that's rare. I know. Well, it was really just a bit of luck. So when I first became a certified aromatherapist, I wasn't sure in which direction I wanted to go, really. I thought it would be great if I could get some local doctors on board. So I wrote an email. Her name's Dr. Blancet. I wrote an email to her and one other naturopathic doctor. And I thought, I'm sure I'll never hear from either one, but it doesn't hurt if I don't put myself out there. The same day I heard from Dr. Blancet, she brought me in right away and offered me the spot here. So it's been great. And that was oh. like the end of 2016. So I've been really fortunate. Yeah, that's amazing. And I love the name of your business. Thank you. What do you have diffusing in the background right now? I have nothing right now. I have some peppermint right here because all day I was blending a lot of sleep lotions and anti-anxiety things. And yeah, it's like, okay, I need to perk up. So uh, just a little peppermint here. Sometimes I fall asleep during the podcast episode. No. And some, it's so funny. Like my husband recognizes now when I go home, sometimes my husband will say, Oh, you were blending a lot of insomnia lotions or anti-anxiety things, weren't you? It's like, yeah. People don't realize that. Like when you actually work with the essential oils on a regular basis, that they're affecting you. They are. And I can't, I could just open my window. That would be great. But you know, the windows don't open here. I usually open the door. I saw on your website that you're a member of Naha as well as AIA. Yes. You don't just do um, consultations. You also have a small store on your website. Yeah, small. And a lot of it, I really like did it sort of kicking and screaming because blending for each person is really, really important to me. So I decided, okay, I have to offer a few things and I'm going to add to it a little bit. I did it last year, 2020, January was going to be my year where I just really started bringing in more of an income. So I had my website done professionally and then coronavirus happened. And then it's like, oh, it's like, I wish in my perfect world, I could just sit here and create and somebody else would deal with all of that. Uh, Well, it's so great to get to know you, Sharon. We've never met in person, I don't believe. No. Were you at the 2019 conference? I wasn't. Yeah, I can't wait to get to one when they're back up and running again. Yeah, Are you planning to go to the one this year? Oh, you know what? I don't know if I got notice on that one. They've gone hybrid. So if you can show up in person, there will be a place for you to be. For those of us that can't, it'll be virtual. Okay. Thank you so much for joining me on Aromatic Chat. It is so great to have you here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. 
I would love for you to share with our listeners just a little bit more about who you are and how you ended up being an aromatherapist. I mean, because none of our journeys are straight paths. I'd love to hear your meandering tale. Okay, so I was a stay-at-home mom for years. My youngest child graduated, and then I was sort of from high school, and I was sort of, what do I do with myself now? I started getting interested in essential oils through my yoga and my bar instructor. She was selling oils, and I started using them on a personal basis. I became fascinated with what they can do, and I kept digging in and wanting to learn more. Certain things that the company was telling me, they just kind of weren't resonating with me. So I went online, I found um, school, and I started taking like little free classes or $300 classes. And then I exhausted all of those, and I still wanted to learn. And then the only other classes left were to become a certified aromatherapist. And I never really had any intention of working in the field, but I just wanted the knowledge. During my education, when we got to the case studies and I was seeing how I could really help people with lending for them, it totally changed my mind. And I thought, okay, I really want to do something with this and and help other people and start a business. So that's pretty much what got me into aromatherapy. And then I graduated. um, I kept taking more classes and, you know, got an advanced practitioner degree and yeah, and I'm still always learning. That's amazing. I'm so glad you brought up case studies. I don't think any of my other guests so far have talked about case studies. That's something that the average person even knows that we have to do to receive our certifications. Would you mind talking about case studies just a little bit? Sure. So case studies is we need, I needed... I can't remember now. I think five volunteers and I had to do three blends for each of the five. And the one that really made an impact was one of my clients has Parkinson's Mm. and his, when his morning meds were wearing off, but it was too early to take his afternoon meds, tremors were really affecting him. And he asked me if I could make something that would help him. And I was still a student and I really thought to myself, I'm pretty sure I can't, but let me try so I really researched it and I made him something to apply topically in a jojoba base, which helps the oils absorb faster. It really helped him and he was thrilled. You know, some didn't work out so well. I tried to help someone with insomnia and I wasn't able to help her at that point. And then you get feedback from your case study advisor. and That was huge for me. And she was always so encouraging and offered helpful insights. It was kind of scary at first, like when I was submitting my first report to the advisor, I didn't know what to expect, but it was great. And I learned a lot from her and the encouragement along the way was fabulous. The case studies, they really do kind of turn a point for us, right? We're like, we're doing all this studying, we're doing all this learning, we're doing all this research, and then we have to apply it. <laughs> and using- Yeah, and it's kind of scary. <laughs> real people have real issues going on in their lives. Huh? And um, to have something like that, wow, somebody with Parkinson's received the benefit of essential oils. That's amazing. It was great. I made my husband be my first case study just because I thought he could be my first guinea pig. And he was, you know, I don't want to say he was skeptical. I mean, he was always very supportive of me, but I don't think he understood how the essential oils could really work. And he's, you know, still uses things and was really happy with the outcome too. That's great. My husband calls me his witch doctor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, my husband calls him. I need another potion. That's great. So what would you say is the most common problem that people seek you out for? Well, I'd say, can I mention too, um, they go hand in hand and anxiety and insomnia, especially now. And I feel like a lot of times when a client has anxiety, they also have insomnia or vice versa, and they kind of feed off each other and create a vicious cycle. I'd say that's probably the two number one things that I see clients for. 
Would you say that you see mostly female clients or male clients? I do see both more males than I thought I would, but more, more females, but I have a quite a few male clients as well. What is one of the biggest difficulties that you have in your business, right? You told me, you told me earlier that you you're in a DO's office. And for those who may not know a doctor of osteopathy, a DO's office, but what would you say is the, the thing that stands in the way of your business expanding? You know, I'm not a great business person. As I shared with you before, I think I'm a far better aromatherapist than business person. Just putting myself out there, getting more people to know about what I do is a little difficult. And it's funny because when I went to college, I, this is like a total, you know, opposite of what I do. I studied fashion merchandising and I had all these business courses and marketing courses, but so much has changed from 1980 to 2020. It's not the same game anymore. So, you know, what I learned and what worked then does not work now. So just putting my, you know, self, like when I first started, my son said, you have to join Instagram, mom. I was like, I don't want to join Instagram. He's like, if you have a business, you have to. So that has been a real learning experience and something I don't necessarily always enjoy doing, but I realize it's a great way to meet people. Also, uh, yeah, the the whole charging more money is very difficult for me. Um, I try to keep my prices as low as possible just because my passion is helping people, you know, not getting rich doing this. Well, I don't know any really any aromatherapists that are that are rich from just doing aromatherapy. I don't think so. They have a lot of other things that they do on the side or maybe aromatherapy is their side hustle. I don't know. Right. (laughs) of other things that they do, whether they're writing books, court, doing courses online, or uh-huh. a lot of other things. You said you were not at the conference, but at the conference uh, back in 2019, I can't remember who said it, but they said you need to have more than one modality if you want to make aromatherapy work. You can't just rely on aromatherapy alone. Right. That makes sense. And I said, that is so sad because it's such an amazing modality, but we have to have more than one thing. So yes. One thing. So it's just aromatherapy. I did take a cannabis class and I am taking an herbalism class and I'm loving that. I love the way the herbs work in a mm-hmm. similar way to the essential oils, just in a different way. Right. So that's fascinating for me. And so, yeah, I hope to branch out a little bit with that too, especially for people. I do have a few clients who they are very sensitive to the essential oils. So I'm thinking maybe that the herbs might be a better option. Yeah. Cause essential oils are so concentrated. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I'm anxious to see where that takes me in a year or so. So uh, regarding herbalism, do you feel like there's more variety in herbalism than in aromatherapy? I'm still just learning. It's an introductory class. I'm only, I think, on unit five. So I'm pretty new at this. From what I can tell, it's pretty similar. You know, and a lot of the plants are even the same. Catnip, for example, I use catnip essential oil. There's catnip is a really popular herb for the same thing. The herbalism class, I could say, is a lot easier for me than the aromatherapy class at first because I was terrified of the chemistry. But now that I'm so familiar with that, you know, I'm kind of sailing through the herbalism class a little easier. Right now, we've been learning how to make tinctures and teas for the most part. Nice. That's been fascinating. I I think you mentioned the chemical, the chemical part, the chemistry. That's a part that I think that most don't understand that as clinical, especially clinical aromatherapists, you're coming out from the chemistry of the plant and how the the chemical constituents 
interact with the body. I don't know if the average person is even aware of that, right? So a salesperson is going to say, here, smell this. It helps with this and this and this and this. And somebody might say why, and they kind of don't know why, whereas we know. It's kind of funny because sometimes I'll meet someone at a party or something and they'll say, what do you do? And when I say, oh, I'm a aromatherapist, you know, they've said things like, oh yeah, well, some people really believe in that. And I just say, well, do you believe in chemistry? And they always say, well, of course. And I say, well, then you would really believe in aromatherapy because it actually is chemistry based. It's just not like sniff this lavender and you'll feel good, but we don't know why. Good for you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And that's part of our marketing, right? That's part of marketing. We have to be able to why we're doing what we're doing. Right. And educating people because they don't know. And there's a lot of misinformation, I think. Absolutely. What are you working on right now that's got you really excited? Well, I'm seeing such great results combining the cannabis with the essential oils. I love the way they work in synergy with each other. So for a couple of years, I did get some advice from someone who was more well-versed on cannabis, like with the pain and inflammation. So I find that with pain, using the carrier oils that are analgesic and anti-inflammatory and the essential oils and the cannabis, I just love the way it all works together. So I'm really enjoying creating more things with the essential oils and the cannabis. My clients are loving it too. That's great. Cannabis. There's still a lot of stigma around cannabis. And are you, are you finding that people are receptive? They are so receptive. Yes, people I wouldn't even dream of, you know, from my 80-year-old mother to moms and male clients, really everyone. And I know what you mean about the stigma, because even though I know of all of the wonderful health benefits, I always have to decarboxylate, which is heating cannabis before I use it. The heat activates the plant. And I do that at home in my oven and my house smells terrible. And you can even smell it outside. You know, I always feel almost a little embarrassed, like, oh my gosh, you know, the neighbors are going to smell it. They're going to wonder what I'm doing. So I know what you mean about the stigma. I know better, but you know, growing up when we grew up, there was that stigma. And again, I think we just have to educate people about cannabis and the health benefit, you know, the difference between CBD and THC and how they both have their place and can work together. I think because the plants, marijuana and cannabis look very much the same, that that stigma is just there. I agree. I mean, I'm lucky I live in California. And so there's a lot less stigma than say, you know, when I ship things to my mom in Pennsylvania, it's totally different. Wow. Some people really struggle with this question. Some people are like, yeah, I got that. But what would be your top three essential oils? I'm going to assume that one of them is the rock rose, but I mean, I could be way off on that. I don't know. You know, I love rock rose, but I didn't make that one of my three today. And honestly, it really depends when you ask me. I kind of go through little phases and it depends on time of year. You know, like for a while I was stuck on Fragonia of course, rock rose, different lavender varieties. I chose three today because based on the earlier question, what most clients see me for, anxiety and insomnia. So I chose oils that I use for those issues a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Hopewood is one of my all-time favorites. That kind of slipped under my radar for maybe the first year, a year and a half of my practice. And then once I found its great sedative qualities, I mean, the bottle I have now has over 98% linalool content. So it is so calming and so sedative. I like the smell. It blends beautifully with other oils. And I just love that it's great for anxiety and insomnia. I love that one. And it has a long shelf life. I really like oils that have a long shelf life. 
Yes. So I chose that one. Palo Santo. I have really, I chose that one. I have a love-hate relationship with it. I personally don't like the smell of it, but I love what it does. So I've realized aromatherapy, as funny as it sounds, it's not all about the smell, you know, and I tell my clients when I'm blending therapeutically, it might not smell wonderful. I mean, as long as it's not offensive to them, right. it can still be really beneficial. So I love that. I especially love Palo Santo when clients can't sleep or when they have anxiety and they're having heart palpitations, issues like that. And Palo Santo has been used for so long. I think there's evidence that in the income population, it was used, you know, way back then for cleansing and ceremonies. And I love that it's good for the mind, body, soul. So um, I chose Palo Santo for today. That could change next week. You know, I could be on to another favorite. Ask me um, in three hours. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I do. I have noticed it go through phases. Um, and then Ylang Ylang. Again, when I first started aromatherapy, I could not stand the smell of Ylang Ylang. I actually enjoy it now. A little bit goes a long way, like one drop. Yes. Um, I love that for its calming sedative. I also love it because of its um, hypotensive qualities. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, I've always had low blood pressure and I'm very in tune with my body. I felt mine going up recently, my blood pressure and a little inhaler with lang ylang, some hoe wood and lavender, and it brings it right down. So I chose those three today just because they go with the anxiety and, and the insomnia issues that I do see so many people for. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the way Ylang Ylang smells either in the bottle. Mm-hmm. Actually grows over here on Guam, though. You know, when I first saw the tree, I was like, oh, my goodness, I don't let me go see. And I sniffed uh-huh. the flower and it smells the same. I mean, it's the same, but it's not so uh-huh. concentrated, right? Right. Because the essential oil is the concentrated plant matter. And I was like, oh, this is very pleasant. I wouldn't mind having that tree in my yard. Very pleasant. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I actually like it now. When I first smelled it, when I first started studying aromatherapy, I thought it smelled like, like the paste that we used in kindergarten, you know, it had that same kind of smell and I hated it, but now I, I actually enjoy it. That's good. I like it in a blend just straight up. It's, it's a lot for me still. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. It has to, like when I was in school, I know we learned if you don't like the smell, just kind of tuck it in there, you know, some other things. So I just kind of tuck it in there. That's great. So what's lighting you up daily right now? Really my clients, especially during all the anxiety we've had with the pandemic and politics and everything. My clients. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not go there. So my clients really just light up my life. You know, when somebody tells me, oh my gosh, I tried everything for my baby's diaper rash and it was horrible. And I used the little butt bomb and the next morning she was 90% better or yeah, I can't sleep and now I can, or my cold and flu symptoms are better because I used a steam blend. So really just my clients and getting their feedback just means the world to me and it, it really keeps me going. How could people find you? I mean, do you just work locally there in Southern California or do you do stuff over the internet? How could people find you? Yeah. So I actually have clients everywhere. Like I have, I've had two clients in Ireland. I have some in Canada. Um, so kind of everywhere and all across the United States, even Hawaii. I haven't had any 
from Alaska yet, but I can be found on Instagram under Rock Rose Apothecary on Facebook, my website, rockroseapothecary.com. And I can do video chats. Some clients just prefer to email, especially my clients with young children. They find it easier to email back and forth on their own time. But And telephone, old-fashioned telephone calls are great too, um, especially when I'm meeting someone for the first time. If I can't meet them in person, I love the phone call because I'm guessing you're the same way aromatherapy is science-based. But I think there's always a little intuitive aspect. So I love hearing the person's voice and getting to know them a little bit better too. Absolutely. And then locally, how could they find you? if there is? Oh, so locally, um, yes, through my website. And I'm um, with Dr. Laurie Blancet at An Optimal You. That's exciting. Oh, I'm so excited for you. Thank you so much for coming on Aromatic Chat. And- oh, thank you. As always, my desire for these chats is that it will increase your footprint and people will be able to find you easier. Thank you. I really like have enjoyed getting to know you. Oh, good. And hopefully one of these days we'll be able to see each other in person at a conference coming up. Yeah, I'm sure we will. It may still be this year. Who knows? It could it could still happen. Yep. Yep. If not, then the next one. The next one. Excellent. All right. Thank you so much, Sharon. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Hey, friends. I wanted to thank you so much for listening to Aromatic Chat. And I also wanted to give a special shout out to my listeners in Denmark. We are moving up in the ratings. I am so honored that you choose to listen to each episode and that you share Aromatic Chat with your friends and family. Every time I see a new download, I promise I am doing a happy dance over here in paradise. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. Every week, I'm interviewing another amazing aromatherapist, and you'll want to make sure that you're hearing about it first. Be sure to check out the show notes for all of the links mentioned in today's episode. If you enjoy Aromatic Chat, be sure to leave a review. Thank you again for tuning in. You can find me, your life coach and registered aromatherapist on the web at www.lemonbalmcoaching.com. I will see you next week with our next episode. Until then, peace, love, and aromatics.